Welcome to the Man Cave. It's the only podcast hosted by two best friends with nothing in common except their first names. I'm Mandy Fabian. And I'm Mandy Kaplan. And each week we test the limits of our friendship by arguing over movies and podcasts and books and all of Mandy's dumb ideas. Grab a couch. Let's get to it. I love that one of our special guests made a face like, did you just call your best friend's ideas dumb? Um, And that's how we get through it. We've been friends for 25 years, uh, you know, and never really, usually never agree on anything. But I think this week we will. Um, We're just going to like cut right to it, folks, because we, I guess we've become global sensations. Like we put it in the program for Miscast and now we are a global phenomenon and we keep getting these marvelous interviews with amazing creators of content. And last week we interviewed Melinda McGraw from Paul T. Goldman. Um, uh, yeah. Hollywood powerhouses. Hollywood powerhouses. That's it. Yes. And this week, um, the podcast that we are list that we are talking about this week is Mystic Mother, uh, witnessed Mystic Mother. And we have, (laughs) we have the podcast creators, sisters, Katie and Leah Hennick are with us. And so, Gals, unmute, join the party, <laughs> grab your couch or Hi. whatever your version of your couch is. Hi, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. This was so fun. It, thank no, you no, for please. having us. <laughs> We're excited. Thank you for having us. Oh. Yes, I'm here. My I just okay, had a Leah, complete, there? Like, dissociative. My computer froze. I'm here. <laughs> Can you hear me? Everything's okay. We all have problems. <laughs> it's uh, we all we, boy. We, we talk about them. A we lot. do. It was a very Hollywood moment, actually, <laughs> yeah. how this happened because the woman who recommended your podcast to me, uh, like you met her at a party, and that's how <laughs> she that's how she found out about this, and I was like, what? So anyway, I was yes. very, very excited. Thank you for letting me Instagram stalk you and agreeing to come on the show. So Mystic Mother, uh, we there. I will put the trailer in our show notes. It's a little long, so we probably won't play it here. And also, I personally think that the first episode sucks people right in. Right? Um, it is. You had me at sex church. Oh, that's my all. God. I mean. <laughs> That phrase. Good. Just kind of an (laughs) overview for our listeners. It's a podcast. It's an eight-episode podcast, riveting, about a woman who um, runs a goddess temple in Phoenix, Arizona, and it is her religion that she is practicing in this temple, although some would call it a house of ill repute, and they do, and that is what your, your podcast is all about, and it's really interesting. And I I would love to know, like, how did this come about? Like, how did you come upon this story? I'm sure you've answered this question a million times, but I have not heard it. So please. And please make it rhyme. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you. It, w- it will be a limit. Oh. Um, no. <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay. I'll, Katie. Okay. Yeah. So we're sisters. So we'll try not to talk over each other too much because we do that a lot. But um, we basically heard about this story because very randomly, someone we went to high school with reported on Tracy's trial. And I don't think it's a a spoiler to say that there's a trial because it's in the trailer and all that. But we grew up in Massachusetts, not Arizona. I you, where? Where? Uh, Lexington. Framingham. Oh. Oh yeah. Okay. Now it all makes sense. <laughs> and I went and to did you see in Worcester. Oh, okay. Did, but did you see the judgment? Because Framingham. Not the nicest place. So they were both like, ah, oh, <laughs> okay. 
No, I think it's because you're wearing your real Mandy sweatshirt. That's the judgment. Yeah. Is that okay? No. <laughs> um. So our friend from high school, yeah, reported on Tracy's trial, and about like five, six years ago, probably longer, I would see her post these articles on Facebook about Tracy and about this story, and I just became so fixated on it and couldn't believe that this wasn't a larger national news story. She was um, really trying to talk to anyone who would listen about it. And, um, you know, when Leah gets her mind on something, it's hard to move on. So I, of course, uh, as the younger sister, got also swept up in it as well. And there, there wasn't a lot of, like, national reporting about it. It kind of just felt like this thing that was going on in Arizona that nobody else really knew about. And um, can- Leah, you want to continue? the series of events but basically it started with someone in leah's grade that she grew up with who was in arizona working for the phoenix new times and her beat was she was assigned to cover tracy's trial and then we kind of started there and went back to the beginning wow (laughs) it I have to say, I mean, I when when the podcast was happening, I almost like I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is such a story that everyone needs to hear. Like I actually and I've said this from the get go. And this is where Mandy's going to throw up in her mouth just a little bit, because I (laughs) I am very much like I I hate that expression. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because you hate that expression. No, I I fully believe and have ever since the Roe v. Wade thing happened. Uh, you know, that little thing. But no, I, I've always believed that we need some sort of like sexual revolution for women in this country. And like female sexuality needs to be discussed. I made a complete U-turn and I was like, oh, we have to stop trying to fight in the courts and we need to like fight in terms of education and sexuality not being shamed anymore. And like, it, it's a real thing that I've been thinking about and talking about. And I was so excited because you you guys do a great job of complete neutrality in this in in terms of just a a real even-handed coverage of of the both sides which i thought was remarkable was that a conscious choice for you guys as podcasters yeah i would say like we started out um before we started working with campside we had made a pilot of the the show just kind of on our own like super scrappy and it was more our personalities and opinions And then when we started working with Campside, they're very journalistic. And we've never worked in that way before. We've been, you know, actors and writers. And so it was this whole new thing of like, oh, there's all these things we have to follow. And journalistic integrity, that was completely new to us. You know, it's easy with this story, too, to to see it in such, like, extremes. And that's how we felt like it had been reported in the small amount of reporting that had happened around it before. And I think our hope once we were with Campside too, was to still infuse, you know, some of our own feelings about it and how they changed after learning more about the story and doing a lot of research and reporting on it. And, you know, it's not easy to just call it all one thing. So we hope that with the show, like we kind of took, the audience with us on that journey that it's a lot more complicated. It's not black and white. People have different opinions about Tracy, you know, about sex work, about religion and the law. And yeah, we hope that it came across 
you know, to open people's minds to that. You really did. You made me think about all those topics get get discussed and it made me think about all of them in ways that I hadn't before. And that's what I liked about it. Like Mandy and I joke like our podcast is we usually do. You know, if there's a movie she loves, I'll probably hate it and vice versa. Like it just it's this really weird thing that we have going on. However, the one of the things I love about your podcast is it really you know, that's the thing is, is like, what whatever your opinion is on sex work, there is the world, the gritty world of, oh, some women, like some of these women got hurt. And some of the, yeah. you know, a lot of the things that happen, like, as much as a woman is, is embodying the goddess spirit and believing that she is doing a sexual healing and doing her religious practice, there is still sort of a, a, they're getting taken advantage of on some level or they're in danger, they're not protected, they're not seen as goddesses. Like, it was a really mm-hmm. interesting, it was a really interesting dive into that world. And then there's, how did you get to talk, did you get to talk to Tracy Elise? No. So we had started talking to her Basically, we started working on this podcast like it corresponded with the pandemic. I was going to ask. So like, yeah, ma- so ha- ha- yeah like March 2020. Okay, perfect. <laughs> and so it, you know, we, it came out in September, not when the pandemic ended. Obviously, it's still happening, but it feel it. Anyways, that's another story. But Tracy, we had spoken with her in the beginning because our friend who had reported on her trial had a relationship with her and introduced us to her. And we'd you know, zoomed with her and talked with her over the course of two years. And ultimately she decided she didn't want to do an interview for the podcast. She's really committed to kind of telling her own story in her own words, but she uh, gave us her blessing for it and gave us permission to use um, some YouTube videos and Facebook. She has a lot of content out there. And 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 at first we, we were kind of like, oh God, she's not going to say yes. She doesn't want to sit for an interview. And then we really realized we don't need, no, we have so much material of her in her own voice, you know, and, and it's also, we hope, you know, it is about Tracy, but it's also not. And she's kind of a one character of many. I mean, she was the leader of this place, but we try to not paint her at all as a hero or a villain and you know she was different things to different people and i think what you were saying before mandy about like you know tracy's tricky because it's like some of her philosophies it's like you can kind of be like yeah we should all be more in touch with our bodies and women are goddesses and you know it's just like the application of her beliefs didn't quite hit it and we're kind of off off center in a way that created a whole lot of problems and raise a lot of issues but um i forgot what your original question was but she did not sit for an interview but we had as you could hear her voice is in a lot of the show we had more than we needed of of her did you do it all via zoom or did you go to arizona both we we both yeah we went to arizona uh fall of 2021 okay and we, we were in Phoenix for a week and we also went to Sedona um, too. Great. Yeah, I think my overall takeaway is they're just, the two concepts are not mutually exclusive. This is a religion and it's illegal, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there's, it's, they're both correct. So a debate yeah. team could use your podcast to argue either side, really. It's, it's totally, just, it is illegal to accept money for, in this day and age, especially in Maricopa County, it is illegal. And <laughs> right. it's but also- I 
believe Tracy believes this is healing work. I don't think she's like, right. ah, ah, I'll con everybody into thinking oh. this is a religion. No, that's the thing that, and I hope it doesn't give any spoilers. I hope it just intrigues people to listen because like when she is in court making her arguments, I she is so firm in her conviction and I can't, like, I can't even, I waver on what kind of sandwich I want for lunch. And she is willing to go to jail multiple times over, you know, for for what she believes. And she sings in that courtroom, for God's sake. I yep. mean, God is blessed, right? She is, <laughs> I, I agree. I, she is, this is very authentic for her. And it's that interesting thing where a lot of these women who get into sex work, and I don't, I, it's, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but they had some sort of sexual abuse as a child. Yeah. And so they're trying to sort of reclaim their sexuality in a way that they believe is empowering, that feels right mm-hmm. to them. And I was like, gosh, you know, the sex church is, church is a great idea. Maybe we just, you know, <laughs> don't like maybe we get the sexual assault thing really healed. Like, let's let's figure out a way to have a celebration of sexuality and female goddessness without, you know, without servicing men. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I'm like, oh, I don't know if all those guys really, you know, got the intent that seekers. Was, yeah, the seekers. That's what, yeah. So the seekers, the women, um, the women are all called goddesses, and the men are all called seekers. And the way the language of the church is really interesting. Um, and and the arguments in court, I will say this, I found what what you opened my eyes to with this was um, I never really thought that much about sex workers and how, why they may go into sex work, how they do not have a safe place to practice or do what they do, how they have something that's not really that different. The one woman was, she was a um, an exotic dancer and then she went in for Reiki. I believe she was going to take Reiki classes and then she ended up being a goddess and doing some of the sessions. Uh, and she didn't want to be doing that. She wanted to move into something that was a little bit more above board. But I just think it's interesting that like she can be an exotic dancer and get paid for dances and things. We have um, and you can pay for a massage and you can pay for sexual therapy, but you can't. It, it's an interesting thing where there's a certain thing about sex work that really that that really has a very male kind of women are suddenly whores and sluts and bad and dirty and that this is an outrage to society. So it's, 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 it is that it is illegal, but it's also fraught with all of these other things. Yeah, totally. Com- completely. And I think like that was something going in, at least I won't speak for Katie, but I hadn't thought about as much. Like I was, when we first saw the story, I was drawn to Tracy and this whole religion and this or that. And I wasn't thinking about, wait, why do we criminalize sex work? Why is sex work so stigmatized? Why, you know, um, someone who like in the podcast who was trying to get out of sex work ends up going back in and has all these felony charges and then can't get a job and all this, you know, paradoxical nature of it. Like I, I hadn't thought about that before. It's embarrassing to say, but I, I hadn't. And definitely doing this made me think like what you're saying it's a religion and it's illegal it's like both are true and then our hope with the podcast was then we asked well why is it illegal yeah why is it criminalized you know you do it yeah yeah and and you also make the point that there are no men that get arrested for any of this charged yeah (laughs) 
yeah, just going back to what you said too about the, the, the idea of Tracy's belief. Like, I think that's what really piqued my interest at first because it was like, you know, Lee and I kind of had different areas that we were, you know, fascinated by. And then that kind of changed over time. But, you know, to some at first, it's like, okay, is Tracy really like wink, wink, I'll set up this whole like religion. And, and it's actually, it's the opposite. Right. I mean, so to me, that was fascinating. Someone who's so committed to their beliefs and people, you know, everyone we interviewed was like, she may have been willingly ignoring reality or operating in kind of her ideal world, but she wasn't, you know, consciously running the scam. You know, she was so committed to her beliefs. Like you said, she, you know, she was chose to, spoiler alert, defend herself in her oh. own trial. and. Yeah. The problem for me lies in that she recruited others. It wasn't just her. Yes. She had these other women working for her, believing different versions of what she was telling them. Some of them feeling coerced, some of them feeling empowered. Right. That makes it real gray. Yeah, um, definitely. Can I ask, uh, what what is next for you two with this, with Mystic Mother, the concept? Yeah, we're seeing what's happening. Um, we'll see. There's been, you know, some interest to like develop it into something more, yes. which, which would be our like real hope because also, I mean, I feel like it's cliche to say we want to see complicated female characters, but I guess it's true that, you know, someone who is not a villain, not a hero is really complicated. Like Tracy is an incredible character in this story too. Um, so so are we'll, a we'll lot of see. so are a lot of the other women we talk to, yeah. and you know, there's yeah. people we talk to that didn't make it into the podcast. For sure, you know, there's a lot of stories that you know we we think could still be told in you know other mediums. Uh, um, so we'll we'll see. <laughs> absolutely, and it needs to be told. Like I would say, there's a lot of great television that gets out there, but like this this to me feels like it would serve so many masters. Well, that's a terrible phrase to use for this, but yes. you know what I'm saying. <laughs> it would it would be a very useful like a it's it. I think it needs to be told. I was so blown away. Those recordings of Tracy in court are. Did your friend gold? gold. Yeah. Did gold. your friend record those when she was covering the trial? We, um, she was only there for part of the trial. We, um, you know, requested from the courts all of the oh. audio because, as we learned, you know, never done jur journalist work, you can just request request things that are public record. Oh, yeah, you get right? all the listen to podcasts. Boya, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, we, I mean, Katie and I, Katie and I, and our team listened to hours and hours of this. Um, trial and there's obviously so much that didn't make it into the podcast that is just like you're sitting there like dying there's so much stuff yeah w one of the things that I was love that I loved was she was so articulate and so smart mm -hmm. maybe not uh, obviously not schooled <laughs> in the ways of law right she didn't go to law school great but I would I, I like once again I couldn't even pick a sandwich for lunch. There's, I would crumble. There's no way I could try to. I would, I would bow down to the legal system and be like, "Well, I don't know anything about that." And she rises to it, and she tries her best, and really also just rejects things that she's like, "You can't do that, and you can't say that because, because of what I believe." And you're like, "Whoa!" I. She's just, she's just fascinating. Well, well, you could see why people would sign up, why they would believe, you know, why they would follow her, why they would feel 
empowered by her. Her kids support her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah really no, and the court, the court audio was a real trip to listen. I mean, we had just days on end of us just listening to court audio, like pulling the highlights. And, and yeah, it's, it's kind of this crazy mix of someone trying to infuse the, the, you know, their way of seeing the world into this really like, you know, it's a court of law, this sterile, and it's just like, yeah, two opposite ends bumping up each other. And it's relentless. I mean, the trial went on for Leah, how many days? I mean, we listened to I think it almost was like 70, 72 <gasps> days. Like it was super long. Wow. <laughs> and you hear the, the prosecution just getting exasperated. Yeah. You hear Tracy getting frustrated and then recommitting and you hear her son trying to interject. And I mean, it's just, it's kind of a whole comedy of errors and also heartbreaking when you hear a certain testimony and how Tr- Tracy reacts to that. So that's a whole thing in itself that, you know, we're, we only got two episodes, you know, of, of the podcast or in, of the trial, but it's a lot. Yeah. Well, it, we do have to let them go. Yeah. And Mandy could pick your brain for hours. <laughs> Can I ask you to indulge me in a brief lightning round? If, yes. is that yes, scary or absolutely. exciting? I have, qu- I have questions from a fandy who wants to know what was Tracy's friend in for in jail? This the lovely <laughs> 60 year old woman who befriended her and they would walk. What was she in for? That's a great question. I don't think we um I don't think we can disclose it. Oh, okay. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Probably <Yeah>. not. <laughs> I, I also, don't think but, it was a but, big a minor it was a very minor offense. I, but that's I, honestly a great question. And then for the three of you, do you believe that the cat house guy truly did not get a happy ending? That's a yes or no, ladies. Oh. Lightning round. I um no, no, I believe he did. You believe he did not? Oh, he did. Oh, he got a happy ending, says Leah. Katie? Yes. I don't think so. I think it was a just an energy experience. I, I think Mandy. it was just an energy experience as well. I think he wanted to provide like testimony for somebody because if she got off on the charges. Oh, God, off is a terrible phrase. If she were <laughs> if she were found not guilty, then that would be better for his business and acceptance of what he did. So I think he was doing her a solid so he didn't get a happy ending. I think he got an energy release that he we might not, you know, it's a semantic. Okay. Maybe it wasn't a happy ending, but I think he ejaculated. <laughs> Sorry to be so crude. We love crude. <laughs> we oh, do. You're, that is on it. brand for the man cave. <laughs> and then my last question, and it's it might take a second. What would be your goddess name? <gasps> oh. Have you thought about this? Mm-hmm. You have not. Well, I have thought about this my whole life. And mine would be <laughs> mine would be Gorgonzola. I'm a cheese addict. Oh. Does anybody else have a, mm-hmm. a goddess name? Oh my God. Mandy? <laughs> Probably Toyota. Nice. Reliable. Uh-huh. I go the distance. Mm. Energy friendly. I'm sexy. Some very energy friendly. I'm saving the planet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think Toyota. And I have a back seat that's pretty impressive. <laughs> Leah. That's so good. Um I guys, I nothing is coming to me. I if I had to say um, Enigma. I uh, maybe yeah enigma or like 
I don't know oh. if that just came into my head. That, Wait, that you cut, cut out. It caught it out. Your oh, goddess name doesn't no. want to be revealed. It cut out literally for that one word. You That's are crazy. an enigma. Leo. Okay, let's just keep it an enigma then. Oh, we're in the present. And Katie? <laughs> the only thing that came to mind is I really like passion fruit. So maybe <laughs> goddess passion fruit, which doesn't make any sense, but it is a juicy fruit that's that pairs nicely great. with gorgonzola so maybe we would do teamwork i i'm just you guys i like These this need work. and you don't know this but i was um i was ordained a minister this past fall i mean it was yeah. online but it's no less legitimate and so when i start my sex church church i feel like you know i have three goddess ministers who will work with me this is wonderful goddess bless, goddess goddess bless, bless. everyone thank you, thank you guys bless. so much where can people oh. find you and follow you People can find us. We're both on Instagram at Leah Hennick, at Katie Hennick. And G-N-O-C-H. And we have, Leah created us a little sister website too. So Hennick Sisters, right? Dot com, Hennick Sisters dot com. Oh, cool. Hey, so is this the first project you guys have done together or you've always been sort of a sister team? We've been we've been making stuff for a long time. This is definitely the first, yeah, journalistic thing we've made a bunch of um, shorts together and been writing together for a long time. I love that. Well, great. Well, we will definitely check out your website. And this was a marvel. I hope it becomes a TV show. I really, that is, that it would just be incredible and good luck with it and everything you do. I'm a super fan and now our fandies are super fans. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. And thanks for having us. Really you guys are awesome. We love the show. Yay. Best yeah. of luck with everything. Thank, Thank you. you. Goddess bless. Goddess bless. <laughs> Goddess bless. Uh, well, they were real jerks. <laughs> right? <laughs> Let's uh, never do well, that again. Inspiring people uh, who have an idea and see it all the way through. I am in awe of them. That's so wonderful. I know. When when the pandemic hit, you and I got together on our microphones and talked about menopause. And they... <laughs> They, you know, recovered this whole thing. And how great, like, I, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the social media, but by God, she saw her friend's thing on Facebook and, and you know, it inspired her to take on this story. I, I just, I loved it. I yeah. really was, I found myself so pulled in. I was in Portland when I started listening to it. Mm-hmm. And so I would walk around the neighborhood and just, I would find myself taking walks just so I could revisit the world of Tracy Elise and... And it was, I, I, I thought it was such a ride and so even-handed. Oh, it's wonderful. And they're it's adorable. Just, yeah, they're fantastic. Well, I, they're from Massachusetts. Yeah. You, you cannot go wrong. You know, you, you kid about that, but I seriously feel like I have met so many creative, amazing, there is something about Massachusetts. There's yeah. something about Emerson College. I feel like everybody who comes out of Emerson, well, no, I, have you met a dud <laughs> from Emerson? I haven't. I have not. Well, but I didn't go. go there, so I don't care. <laughs> oh, I see. Right, right, right. Oh, I see. Well, maybe then just your inner circle people from Massachusetts. <laughs> um, yes. But can, can we dive a little deeper into let's, this podcast? Let's get in there. Let's get down that goddess temple. Let's go. There were a few things that really jumped out at me as like, I, I believe Tracy thinks this is a religion. I do. Yeah. But then there were a couple of things that made me go, well, and one of the first ones was uh, 
the church claims that they help these women heal their trauma from past sexual abuse. And yes. then these women can use that healing to help these these seekers, these yes. men. Yes. Okay. But then when they are arrested, Rebecca says, I didn't have my anxiety medication because of my trauma in my past. And I needed my my daily anxiety medication. And I was flipping out. And I thought, hold the phone. You are saying that this church has healed these women of this trauma. Right. Why would a person who has been healed and healing others need her anxiety medication? It just felt like a bump for me. Well, I think a lot of people uh, might choose one or the other, but a lot of people choose both. I guess it depends on how extreme the anxiety is. You know, Mm -hmm. like if it's just that she requires some medication to keep it at bay and also this is her daily practice that helps her do that. Um, I feel like Rebecca is one of those characters that was super on board at the beginning and then she... became disenchanted. I think she yes. she was one of the ones that did she is she one of the ones we're supposed to tell people that this can be bumpy but there was there's they announced it on the podcast. There's they don't give um explicit descriptions of sexual assault but they do talk about sexual assault that it happens yes. to some women. Yeah. And it was Rebecca one of those women? I can't remember. I don't remember. If she was um But I think she, yeah, actually, I think she was. And she went to, she said that she went to Tracy and Tracy did not address it, did not seek any kind of legal. That's where. That's disturbing. It's very disturbing. I don't think that she did that as a practice. Like, I don't think that she was like, screw you, you're a sex worker. You know, I think, but, you know, she may have been distracted. There's no excuse for it, but I don't think, I wonder if it was one of those things that just like did not compute for her religious i i don't know i can't get inside her mind right but yes that's of one of not. those things yeah. where you go oh that's a terrible mistake <laughs> and it goes totally against what the temple was supposed to be about like and it then can't there just, was another sorry go oh, ahead. i was just gonna say it just can't be a place for healing you know it, unless someone's getting assaulted like you know you have to sort of address that's a that's a big part right. of sex work well then one of the goddesses says i had post i had past trauma and abuse and Tracy basically like put me in a room with a guy who recreated my trauma and abuse who had no qualifications as a therapist or a doctor. Am I remembering this correctly? Yeah, I don't know His if name Tracy was put her in there. I don't know that well, Tracy was, orchestrated that. It was I think... part of the goddess temple experience or whatever that yeah. this woman was supposed to do that. It sounds terrible and like a just exploitative and re-abusing her. Yes. And she was very skeptic. She was testifying in court, basically against Tracy, for saying this was supposed to be a place where I was supposed to heal and heal others, and I was re-victimized. Yes. It was awful. That's the thing. Like, I think her idea about women reclaiming their sexuality and all of the ideas are great, but when it comes to practicing on men... And not addressing the dangers and the the uh, power imbalance that can exist. Like you have to be, you have to dive into the mouth of that dragon if you're going to do that. You know, like. Mm-hmm. And she skirted it, and I don't know why mm-hmm. that that seems counterintuitive. Because then in court, she is so like she stands up to these these prosecutors are very they kind of aggro. You know, I mean they're very frustrated by her, of course, but they're also like. 
you know, they're calling her a hooker, basically, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And she is like, that is not what's going on. And I will put my whole life on the line. So, right. it, you know, it it's, it, she's complicated. But then it brings up other cult leaders and other crimes. Like, and I, I don't want to compare what Tracy was doing to Jim Jones or to oh God, someone no. like that. Yeah. But in the, if you break them down into their bare bones, I'm going to start a religion based on my beliefs. And then people are going to suffer because of those beliefs. And they're going and yes. illegal things are happening because yes. of these beliefs. Yes. That those are the bare bones. I'm not comparing the two crimes well, whatsoever. No, no, no. That's true. But I think you could say that of organized religion as well. There are a lot of people that commit crimes in the name of Jesus. Uh yeah. You know? I just didn't want to be the one to say it as a Jew. <laughs> who, Jews there, who have committed no crimes. <laughs> is there any crime that's been committed in the name of Judaism? Like, is there is there any? I'm sure. Uh, oh, yeah, I guess. I'm, I can't think of any right now. I don't. Yeah, why I'm Why don't you sure. call, your, call your parents? They must know someone. <laughs> have, you have clearly not been listening about my parents. Uh, but it is. It is interesting. You don't have religious, you don't have carte blanche against the law because you are a religion. No. You know, I, you know, I obsess over Scientology. There are abuses. Oh. I don't object. If you want to spend all your money going on an e-meter and confessing your yes. sins and do talking to ashtrays, that's your choice. I have no problem with that. Yeah. But if you want to commit abuses, yes, then, then, Hold the phone. Absolutely. I mean, you have that problem in the Catholic Church, right? There's yep. so much abuse that happens, and and then people are—it's their place of worship. It's their place of, um, you know, it's it's their spiritual home, and so they can't believe that they would be abused in that way. I mean, I think the thing that really kind of gets me about Tracy and this whole this whole church idea is it. She just—it was like now she herself was suffered abuse. So it's mm-hmm. almost like she didn't even want to acknowledge that abuse could exist, right? Because it would re- mm-hmm. it would trigger her. Like she was hope she was like I'm new now and this is the new goddess and goddesses can't be hurt. And I think that was mm-hmm. her idea about it. You know, she was even when she was in in uh, the trial and it wasn't going well, she was like I walk with spirit. I walk in spirit. You know, yeah. she's using it as a way to protect herself from this thing. And I think but like there you have to the problem in our society for all religions is that you have to look at these abuses and they have to be dealt with and obliterated. <laughs> like you have to clear the air. But there, there's a fundamental difference. You're not going to find a Catholic who says, yes, altar boys should be raped by priests. That's part of our religion. That's, a, that's something that's happening that is not part of the religion. Right. It is a, a horrible, horrible side effect of what that religion is doing. Yeah. You know, Jim Jones saying everybody must die was part of their religious belief or hail bop or any of these. That was the religion itself. Yes. Was like committing these crimes. Yes. So th- there's a big separation with the Catholic Church. Yeah. You know, I'm just saying it's they don't that's not part of the ritual of the Catholic Church. Right. And you're saying because they were taking donations for sex acts that that was the illegal part of it that. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean that's they tried to by definition. It. That's prostitution. Yeah. And for it's sure. not I, I don't actually I think at the heart of this, you and I would maybe agree that I don't think sex work should be illegal and I would love to have it uh, regulated and become a safe place. Yeah. You know, with I mean, you can go to an S&M club in yeah. New York City 
And that's okay. Yeah. What do they think is happening there, right? That's legal. Yeah. But you can't go get a full release massage. Yeah. That just doesn't, I, I don't understand the, the difference. So it's a triggering thing. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a triggering thing that I, I find. I was talking about this with Patrick when I was, you know, listening to the podcast and, <laughs> you know, it, I think it's because men, I think, are just have a different, like, men are the ones who seek out most sex work anyway. Right. So I don't right. understand why the women who perform these, these, acts are like shamed and persecuted and you know hidden to the it's like just deal with it guys like if that's what you need and you want it from a stranger like why should that be different than a gym membership or going to get a massage or getting your hair cut like if that's something you need and there's a woman who's willing to provide it go for it why do we have to like i think there's part of the shame poor thing that's maybe sexy you know, the secret part of it that is sexy for some, but like it's getting women hurt. So we should just end that. But it's the same thing as like with abortion. Like it's not really about abortion. It's, you know, it's about controlling us. Right, right. <laughs> it's, and it's so telling. I know we said this with Leah and Katie, but not one man was prosecuted for going in there and and hiring or donating for yeah sex. Yeah. I mean, I genuinely had never I, well, maybe I thought about it. It's the same argument with abortion, right? What? How come nothing happens to the father of these babies mm -hmm. that they have to be responsible for them? Um, right. But like, I had never thought about that, and I had never thought about right. Of course, you know, when I went to Amsterdam, like I'm worldly, um, and I went to the red light district, you know, and of course, like I'm an American and I'm a prude, so there was a little bit of like. Oh, oh, my goodness. You know, it did feel mm -hmm. a little seedy, but also mm -hmm. that was my perspective on it because of my culture. That's not seedy for them. This is where right. these ladies work. They, you know, some of them have lines out the door and it's just what it is. And they don't, they don't have anything yeah. on it. They have videos of all kinds. There's no, I didn't watch the videos, but you can see the little, you know, the cases have very interesting graphics, some involving animals. I'm not like, Oh, I mean, they don't pull any punches over there in that red light district. I think pulling punches okay. is, is the Will name you of put a storefront. Links up on the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> I think I still have photos. I can. Um, oh boy. Um. Anyway, so it, it's it's very um it's it was a very interesting perspective because I found myself like I actually did not enjoy the police and the investigators. I felt. I felt a little bit like what should have been addressed is any sexual assault and any dangers that happen. Like there should be guidelines like mm -hmm. th that was the thing that should be addressed. But this whole like some of the women, like if the woman believed it and the man believed it and they were doing this and there was a donation, I was like, oh, my God, leave it alone. Maybe yes, leave it alone. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Maybe I get if you're in a suburban neighborhood and two doors down, there's somebody on a yoga ball topless. Okay, I could see where maybe yeah. you'd be like, can you do that inside <laughs> or in your backyard? Yeah. Right. Uh, but it was very, I, I found it um, uh, really evocative and not just in a, you know, because we, we always make jokes like we have manned jobs that we give things that we, yes. you know, we're always talking about crazy stuff. And it's, I, I really appreciated this, the whole perspective of this podcast. As did I. And the, the, just a fun fact, they talked about uh, something that exists in Arizona, and it's one of the many reasons I could never live there. It's called the Manifesting Law. And that law is, oh. if you are suspected of 
thinking about a crime or you seem like you might want to commit a crime, you can be arrested on those grounds. Now, anyone who knows me knows I'm always planning crimes. (laughs) It is like a full-time job. I have not committed them, nor would I ever. That we know of. Yeah. But in Arizona, I would be in prison for life. Okay, wait. So do you really think crimes through? Like, is there, because you listen to a lot of true crime, is there a part of you that's like, well, if I was going to knock off my local bank, like, do you ever think, you do Do you think about like, well, how would I get away with a murder? How would I? Not murder. Uh, Don't worry, Jeremy, you can sleep (laughs) peacefully tonight. No, not murder, but uh, things like theft or, you know, Uh how could I get away with sneaking into that? place without paying or, you know, like things like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. I think about it all the time. I wrote a heist movie just now. Yeah. Uh, I've like, I I like the idea of sticking it to the man. How could I get away with, you know, getting my insurance to, to pay Uh, for something that didn't really happen. Yeah. Planning crimes. Yeah. And I'm not going to call them victimless because I understand the insurance company is made up of people, but nothing violent ever. Yeah. Nothing, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I'm always like thinking, ooh, you know, if if we went in that way, they wouldn't see us and we could watch another movie for free or whatever. Yeah. Do you think that if you, I mean, let's say that you some you have to support your kid and you mm-hmm. have no skills and you can't get a job, like, could you, would you ever find yourself doing That's sex That's my work? reality. Uh, no, I don't think I could. I'm too uh, self-conscious. Yeah, me too. There's no way. Yeah. I'd want to talk. No. I mean, you know, couldn't, I couldn't do it. Um, right. But uh, I, I did have a friend in high school who danced, who, who was a stripper. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. I didn't. Yeah. It was scandalous. Because, Ooh. you know. Wait, while in high school? No, it was, the, it was her freshman year of college. Like, she oh god that's still so young that makes me sad yeah well she's, like it's just so young to make those choices 18 yeah 19, but like, i will oh. say um she had a very her parents were very hippie i'll just say that mm-hmm. um her name includes either cannabis or sativa i'll let you decide but like okay, it, okay which <laughs> i don't know if you know that that's the term for marijuana you guys that's the actual cannabis sativa is marijuana anyway um I don't smoke it, though. I just want you guys to know I don't smoke that stuff. It's just that I really don't. Now it sounds like I do. And I'm just saying I don't. But I really don't. You know, I don't. OK. Anyway. Anyway. Ooh, guilty. <laughs> a lot of coffee. Um, so she anyway, she was very empowered about it. And I remember being very prudish and very kind of like, oh, my God, that's, you know, a stripper. It was so scandalous. Yeah. But when she talked about it in her very nice car and her very nice apartment, she was like, I'm doing this for a little while. I look great. I love my body. I love dancing for these guys. I don't do any of that other stuff. I'm making a right. crap ton of money. And she was super like, she didn't feel victimized or, you know, object. I mean, she was objectified, right. but she's like, who cares? I'm, I'm fine with this. And yeah, I had never heard that perspective before. So I was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. actually pretty cool. Do you ever see the movie Hustlers? You know what? I didn't, but I, I wanted to. I think I watched the mm. first bit and I thought it was pretty good. And I heard it was great. No, you didn't like it's it? It's fun. Yeah, oh. yeah. No, no, it's fun. It's, yeah. But it's really essentially that. Yeah. Like, look, we, we, we got to make ends meet. So let's yeah. do what we got to do. And, I you think, know. 
I think I I could actually just for a, uh, like art for like an art installation. I think I could get a job as a dancer now, and just to sort of record the faces of people, I would actually love that. That that's something that in this in this fantastic book I'm reading, Can't the Candy House. There is a character that screams just to make people uncomfortable. I love it. It's the best chapter. Even if you don't read the whole book, you got to read that chapter. It's just this kid who's just trying to get people to be authentic. And so he literally just screams in public places. It's beyond. Well, I have a friend who did a solo flash mob on Hollywood on Highland and wouldn't let anybody else participate while she danced around a thriller. And if anybody wants to see my friend do that, where could they find that video? I think it's on YouTube. I think it's yeah. World's lar- World's be- I don't know, solo flash mob. I well, you know, we'll put it the link in the show notes. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and Mandy, you were there. I was. You were in it and I pushed you out of the way and I had no idea that you were pregnant with Casey at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So we're lucky all the behind the scenes stuff as smart that he turned out. okay. Yeah. Well, that's why he has the musical theater gene, because I kept running and trying to do the dance with you. (laughs) That's it. I'm so glad. Um, Okay. Uh, Let's I mean, are we we giving it man jobs? Yeah, let's give it man jobs. I look. Yeah. Look, I give this thing 10 man jobs. I loved it. Wow. I really I'm going to follow the rules. Mm -hmm. Five, because I don't want to. Yeah. Have Maricopa County after me for breaking the rules. <laughs> Clearly, I would be the goddess who's standing at trial singing, and you would be like, "Where do I sign?" I would plea <laughs> so fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm going to sign a plea bargain right now just to I'll, cover my base. I just texted you one. It's Thank a you. it's a docu sign. Um, um, great, yeah, yeah, great. I recommend lots of discussion to be had after listening to Mystic Mother. Reach out to us. On Discord, yes, which is mandcave.com slash dish slash Discord, and it's a fun place for us to share thoughts and ideas. And guys, if you want to know uh, how we came to be here, Man Cave is a production of True Story FM, music by Ian Post, produced and engineered by Pete Wright. And if you guys want to, this is this is so exciting. Please do go to Apple Apple Podcasts and check out our reviews and ratings and go ahead and let your fingers do the walking. You know what I mean? Goddess bless us with five stars or whatever you feel. And we love to hear from you. In fact, I think we got a couple of new reviews this week, right? Uh, we do from Marbear. Uh, Mandy's are hilarious and say exactly what we are thinking. <laughs> That's but amazing. Specifically, which Mandy? Because... Yeah. I either love Marbear or I disrespect them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Marbear. Depending Bear. on which one of us they agree with. We, uh, yeah, leave a write a review so we can give you a shout out. Don't just hit the stars. Write a review, please, and thank you. Yeah, we would love it. And uh, yeah, talk to us on Discord. You can also, today, we forgot to point out, but I'm wearing my Man Cave title t-shirt. Look, look how well this this fits, actually. I never showed you how good I look oh. in this t-shirt. Am I right? Yeah, Patrick was like, "Whoa, hubba bubba!" Very nice, and he's yeah. gonna, he's going to start listening to the podcast. So there you go. We have one more nice. celebrity follower. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if you want to become a fandy to support us, that's mancave.com slash fandy f a n d y. Mm-hmm. Five dollars gets you all sorts of bonus content and a birthday message. Yeah, and the merch is at mancave.com slash merch. And there you go. 
Oh, that's all the business. That's all the business. That was that's fun. All, I, oh my gosh, we are real Hollywood uh, power players. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, Interviewing these people? Yeah, we, we, we kind of were before, but now I feel very authentic. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, they were great. And I'm... Okay, so last two episodes have been wicked fucking classy. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, wicked fucking classy. I'm bringing us back yeah. down to where I'm comfortable. Oh, no. With a raunchy, funny comedy. Oh, okay. That I love, that I know you have not seen. Oh, okay. Cockblocker. This is... Oh. It, no, this is up there not as high as the remake of Vacation, which I love with all my heart. Oh. This is... But it is right near it. What? It's one of those that anytime it's on TV, I have to watch it. It is a 2013 release called We're the Millers. Oh! Starring Jason Sudeikis, Jennifer Aniston, oh. Emma Roberts, wow. Catherine Hahn, Nick Offerman, this is- Ed Helms. It's such a funny movie. Oh my God! I love it dearly and I just want to laugh and uh, see if it makes you laugh. Well, how great. It's so retro and classic. I, right? Yeah. Ten years old. Yeah, I really love that. Okay. Well, I'm I'm just very excited to and also it's where the Manders, right? I mean that's the Yeah. Yeah. That's how we pick everything. And this episode I would like to request to be called Mandiastic Mother. Really? I would have gone Mystic Mander, but that's why we have a podcast. <laughs> and that's why Pete decides the titles of our show. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, yay. Okay. We're the Millers next week. This was fun. Thank you. And I'll see you next week. Love you. Love you. Woo!